I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter and Instagram, where you hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. I enjoy to the fifth element while I highlight the fifth and hip hop knowledge. It's a festival, ladies and gentlemen. On Digging Digits. In what is not even festival season, literally, <laughs> literally the polar opposite um, of festival season. Uh, but um, we here, we, we're just built different. Hi Ben, how do we do? What business is it? Festival season over here. We've uh, oh, yeah, we're transitioning into summer. There's a festival well, on. Well, nobody cares about the global south, Ben. All right. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> southern southern hemisphere. No one gives a shit about the yeah, southern hemisphere. We're garbage at that football and and no one. Nothing really going cares. on. Trash weather. This week, man, going to some <laughs> got to some projects this week. I listened to that new Numbs project. Uh, it's it's decent. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel quite as cohesive as the previous stuff I've heard from him. He got a bunch of different rappers, underground rappers, on each individual song. It was kind of like a compilation album. And uh, yeah, it just didn't hit for me. The Black Shadori track was great. Um, but yeah, that one just... It was good. Like, Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's, it's not as bad as Stormzy's album. But it, it, it was—it just wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't up there. Um, foreshadowing, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. I'll end with the storms. Yeah, I listened to Quando Rondo and Young Boy's album. It was okay. It started off good. The thing about it was, I was really excited for it. It completely different to the the Baby and Young Boy album from earlier this year. I can't even remember what it was called. That was horrendous but Quando Rondo is one of the most incendiary and hungry and aggressive and energetic rappers in the game right now like by far and Youngboy can do that absolutely he can do that but I feel like I mean this was his like seventh project this year already so I feel like on some of these projects he's really really sleepwalking his way through it he's just like rinse repeat rinse repeat when he actually gets out of bed and like really, really start spitting. Like the the track on the games album, Drillmatic, which actually got uh, taken down because the game didn't pay him his feature price. That's the young boy, man. That's the young boy that just like scorches the earth. So I was super excited because I'm like, Quando Rondo is gonna come on here. This is an opportunity for him to pop up with young boy, show his stuff, just go crazy. Uh, and it just wasn't it, man. The first couple of tracks were great. They were really emotional. They were really powerful. That's another thing that Quando Rondo does really, really well. Uh, he talks about the emotional content and the emotional effects of everything that has happened in his life that he sees around him. And he does it really, really well, really affecting. But after about three or four tracks, they just start talking about money and... I was like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I know that you guys have lost some money. Like, I don't need to hear you talk about all the different things you're buying with your money. Like, it's okay. I can just go on Instagram or YouTube or I can Google that stuff. I don't need to know. I want to know how you feel about things. I want to, I want to feel something. I want to empathize. I want to learn something. And, you know, that's just me personally. I'm sure a lot of people will like it, but I was a little bit disappointed. I actually thought this was going to be a really, really solid project. It is. It's okay but it just wasn't quite what I expected. Uh, what else have we got on here? Clown Cat and Ray Luna. Now, these are a good, good project. 
Uh, Ray Luna, f- underground female MC, clown cat, underground, incredible producer. I think he's just turned 17 recently. The beats on here are beautiful. <laughs> They're so incredible. They just... There's some really dark content on here. I think it was the second track or the third track. They're talking about basically, you know, wanting to end your own life and uh, getting dragged down by your demons and how you self-medicate and how you push through that and uh, how you live day to day whilst feeling like absolute garbage. And yeah, man, it was it was intense. The, the wild thing is that Ray Luna just skates like there's a few guests on here, but no one comes close to her. I've never heard her before. I've never listened to her before. Definitely going to tap in because she's very adept. Her voice uh, is is well suited to these kind of beats. These kind of low tier, low low tier, low energy. I mean, not low tier. These are high tier beats, but low low energy, kind of dingy, kind of dark, uh, almost like. I could hear horrorcore over the top of them, like really menacing at times from Clown Cat, which is different to a lot of the stuff he's been doing. This is again, man, this guy has so much freaking range. It's unbelievable. I've heard him do like just standard beat tape beats, which are great. I've heard him do like really uplifting triumphant production with some horns in it, which is great. Now I'm hearing him do like griselda type production like this is just amazing man it's so good so i fully recommend checking that that out ray luna was great on that now silk money dropped an album not last week the week before great freaking album wild 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 listen i'm not going to spoil it too much but uh put it on strap yourself in the lyrical content is brilliant it's fucking brilliant it's gonna hit you in the face gonna make you feel very uncomfortable at times it should at least it should if you are an active participant in modern society in any way then you're going to feel uncomfortable at times with these lyrics and that's the best thing ever because he's saying some real 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 shit on this album fully recommend it uh what else have we got i think that was it apart from the stormzy album so i listened to the stormzy album it dropped obviously early in australia um uh, look, man, I just didn't like it at all. I like the second track, look, the, the look, title. Look. <laughs> you said it. What? Look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, I, it just wasn't for me at all. Okay, so he's saying he's inspired by Igor. Okay, he's saying he's inspired by Igor. That's cool, but like, and I, I really respect his, because Charlie said before, he's like, and I don't want to blow Charlie's spot up. Some other person that I know very well who also listens to Stormzy said before the album came out, sometimes Stormzy tries to like talk about or tries to appease all his different fans because obviously he's, he's a massive artist and he has fans across the spectrum. He makes all different kinds of music. I felt like he didn't do that on this album, which was a really good thing. I felt like he locked in, he tried to execute a concept um, he didn't try and like put a random assortment of playlisting songs on here. Like a lot of drill rappers are doing, I'm not saying that Storms is a drill rapper, but a lot of drill rappers in the UK are doing that now. They're putting different songs on here to pop up on different playlists because they want to break through that mold. They want to increase their fan base and their follower base outside of just drill fans. I'm not saying Storms is a drill rapper, by the way. It's not what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, man, this was this was a concept. This was proper. He really locked in. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to write down the treatment for this, I'm gonna to stick to that aesthetic. It didn't work because Stormzy did not have the chops to pull it off and that's okay. That's okay, I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he experimented, I'm glad he took himself out of his comfort zone. 
But I just felt it was a bit boring. You know, the way that Igor, I'm not going to try and compare them too much. Igor drags you into the story and like holds you there. And the energy in it is amazing and you never know where it's going to go next. And you're completely swept up in the emotion of it. Stormzy was just too low key to do that. You know, he didn't, it's almost like he wanted to be too cool to do this, but he wanted to do it. He wanted to give us a piece of his vulnerability and emotion, but he was almost too cool to just, I don't know, wear pink or start screaming or like doing, I don't know what he would do. I don't know how to make an album like, I don't know how to make an album like Stormzy's. I have no idea. That's why I listen to these albums because I've, I've, I could never make them, but it was just missing something from Stormzy and it was disappointing in the end because I think we we're all expecting something incredible. I think he's capable of something incredible. And I think this is a fascinating study into, you know, we've heard so many albums where the artist just locks into a concept, even gets his conflict of interest. I mean, look how brilliant that fucking album was. Then we get a, an artist who is very adept, very capable of pulling off a concept album, but they lock into the wrong concept. And that's something I would love to explore in more depth at one point in the future. Like artists who are wholly capable, but they're just not capable in the direction they're trying to go in and it just falls flat. And I wonder if Stormzy will, I don't know how other people are feeling about it. I can't imagine it's being reviewed like incredibly well. Uh, I wonder if he'll continue down this path or he'll try something different, but it just didn't hit for me at all. Did not hit for me, It it was a boring album. So that was me, Charlie. What about yourself? Yeah, um, good, good, nice little assortment. Um, I think majority female this week for me, so big ups to myself on that one. Um, Starting off with uh, Saba, the goddess, uh, spelled G-O-D-I-S. Uh, Mac Tin, spelled M-A-C-T-Y-N. Um, think Sarok, um, but just not with, like, Soul Messiah Beast, but, like, and even not just, like, Sarok, right? She has her own vibe as well. Um, she... Talks a bit more of a variety of things, but it all comes back to that, you know, goddess, uh, a uh, 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 celestial being kind of a kind of essence going on. It comes back to that, but um, the production is way different uh, if you want to compare the two. But um, she's yeah, she's very impressive. She's very impressive. Um, this is five tracks, fifteen minutes. Nice little uh, nice little EP. Um, but yeah, man, some good shit on here. Real sexy track, and I think I think Boomerang's the track I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, man, some some good there's some good stuff in here. Godly first track, really heat, really heat. She just goes off on that one. Uh, really solid stuff. Um, shout out to uh, Agnes Nunes, uh, uh, Menina Mulha. I can't speak Portuguese for the life of me. Um, but yeah, this is a, a she's a Brazilian uh, R&B artist. Um, and uh, yeah, she just uh, this is so so fucking creamy, man. Like ten songs, thirty two minutes. It goes like a dream. It is probably one of the most replayable albums this year for me um uh just just off listening i was just like damn i could spin this over and over again this is dreamy so dreamy um obviously language barrier aside um i think you know that shouldn't that shouldn't dissuade anybody from listening uh shout out to uh, uh neo neo beats uh who comes through on the production for the whole project as well um but yeah man super solid really enjoyed this one uh if you like your you know smooth r&b smooth contemporary r&b agnes nunez go for that uh advent day de- at ad avant dale bowling club uh trees it took me a while to realize that the um 
the album cover is weed. Um, I it, I had to like look very closely because it's like really bunched up, and it's just like, is that weed? So Avondale like... Bowling <laughs> Club has made it to the UK. That is, it. I'm stoked, man. Fuck yeah. I was. Is it? Are they? Where, where, are they Australian? I'm in New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. Cool. 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 Very yeah, so cool. Uh, very was... cool. Yeah. I was put on. I was. I was put on by. Um, shout out to Luke. Um, listen to, listener of DITV. Um, and uh, yeah, he just put me on. He said, "So you should spin this." I was like, "All right, cool, fair enough." I had some time on my hands and uh, gave it a spin. And yeah, um, I love the jazzy elements, especially. It's very. It's kind of a bit. Um, it's a little esoteric in just how everything goes. It's like it's like a jazz album, but not quite a jazz album. It's like hip hop, but not quite hip hop. It's rapping, but not all the time. It's it's. It's uh, it's yeah, it's very experimental, very interesting, very different. Um, but yeah, man, a bit when you mix all that shit together, I fucking love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great. So um, it has all the it has all the all the all the elements that um I would love to listen to. Um, and they just they just do it all a little just a little bit different, just a little bit different. They just move to the left a bit, and uh, you know that make that makes all the difference, especially when you have several elements and move them all to the left. Like just um, just a, it lends for some interesting listening. So uh, shout out to Avondale Bowling Club, uh, Jazz Caris, uh, dear Jazz, uh, nice little EP again. Uh, British artist, um, I forgot where particularly, uh, South London. Um, really, really brought up on you know church choirs stuff like that and gospel. And you get a little, you get a lot of that here. Um, not fully, um, but you get some, you get some, you get some tinges of it. Um, shout out to Koji Radical once again on the feature coming through and uh, knocking out the park, of course. Uh, but past that, seven songs, twenty-one minutes, uh, really solid contemporary R and B EP. There's a theme going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clown Cat Ray Luna, uh, where did it all go? Um, so Ben literally put me onto this like today as as we record, and I was like, go on then. Gave it a spin and yeah, some just some really good stuff. I actually ended up uh, going to her album that dropped earlier this year, uh, like I'll die tomorrow. So I'll pack that in as well. And um, yeah, it's just really. I mean, this is eleven songs, twenty nine minutes, but um, the album itself. But damn, just some. She's just got some bars, man. Really, 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 really uh, introspective. Great, man. Um, definitely just one of yeah, just one of those where you kind of just want to read them as well and just like really take them in um and also shout out to just the fact that she put the producers on the track list you can see she them knows right there she knows what time on the it is. album she knows what fucking time it is and i'm here for that um so yeah man uh just just off that that alone is a w for me so a uh, shout out to ray lunya uh, Cruz Patterson, uh, dogs in the office. Um, I was literally put onto this a few days ago. Uh, sent it via email. Um, he's a South African uh, artist. I'm just getting the details up here. And um, yeah, this is some really, really nice stuff. Actually, I really like it. Um, he's based in actually. He's you like this man? He's based in Fremantle, uh, Western Australia. Oh, uh, poor bastard! Yes. <laughs> Something to tell us, Ben. <laughs> Give us the vibe. What's what's free about it? This is a bit of a bit of a sleepy place. Not there. Not there. Sleepy. Yeah, it's a bit backwards. Bit yeah. It's out it's there. Backwards. It's definitely out there. It's not a place I'd choose to live. But anyway, some people probably love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Um. But yeah. Yeah. Comes through with dogs in the office. Um. Just a interesting. Um. 
I'd say interesting just uh, uh, overall uh, willingness already. In, in I assume this is early in his career, right? Um, just this willingness already to be very experimental with um, you know flows and everything, uh, everything to do with uh, performance and uh, and just the art of rapping, right? Um, really comes through just interesting cadences, melodies that come about. Uh, really good stuff. Um, interesting subject matter, um, including. Uh, Wrongful arrests and police bribery are uh, so sweet. Uh, through uh, to tongue-in-cheek jams about embracing idleness in Mr. Lazy. I actually like that one. That's probably my favourite track of the bunch. Um, so, yeah, man. Really good stuff. Uh, shout out to Cruz Patterson. Um, enjoy Fremantle, apparently. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Stormzy. This is what I mean. So, Ben does his thing where he says, look, when he, you know, has something mildly negative to say about a record and for me it's a nice so it's, it's a nice exhale um because uh so put simply um obviously the fact that he even gave this an attempt is uh worth giving flowers right um i said you know i compare this in some ways to uh when i talked about uh, the dave record Right, where you know don't, you don't have to do the Afrobeat tracks. You don't have to. Okay, you can still you can stick with the stick with the concept. You don't have to give people an intermission um, and just like you know have a couple of filler tracks. Right, um, there is no filler here. Um, but while I say that, um, the, I've just listened to it, you know it's kind of um, if I have to force categorize this, would probably be a gospel album, right? But um, you know I don't want to do that. Um, but I've just heard stuff that goes for this better than this, right? And, um, you know, I think the fact that he's, you know, probably, probably the most popular UK, black UK artist, probably UK artist in general, I don't know, like he's up there, um, right now. Um, obviously, you know, Ed Sheeran's in them, but, you know, um, he's up there, right? He's very popular, um, worldwide. Um, but I don't know, man, just even with the features, like I remember seeing the video, I will say the marketing rollout was very impressive. I actually was kind of interested in it. Um, especially when he did that little video of like, kind of like a, um, you know, credits, credit video, I guess, where like all the songwriters and, uh, uh, I've seen producers as well and features, um, you know, were, were, were you know, just, uh, just dancing about. And, you know, I saw the likes of Nao and Miss Banks and, you know, a couple others. And I'm just like, oh, yes, uh, I'm here for that. And just majority of them were just just backing, if anything. I mean, Nao and Bad Blood, who, which is funny enough because um, she has a track called Bad Blood, which is probably one of the most popular tracks and one of her best. Um, and, you know, she's got the backing vocals on there. And I'm just like, that's cool. But, you know, I could have liked, I would have liked something more on that. Um, Miss Banks was kind of just, I don't know, voicemail <laughs> acting i guess i don't know it just came, came off as that um you know there's some there's some okay tracks here um just uh, actually that helps if i get the thing up in it um there's some there's some there's some okay tracks I, I i like um i like this is what i mean i like hide and seek uh my presence are black but then there's stuff like please and then sampha's sampha's plea being able to sampha for just having a singular track all by himself on other people's albums this ain't even the first time he's done it so many times i just don't know why they keep giving him their his own track it's really weird how he just i don't know 
why that is a thing but it's a thing and here we are um but even with those two tracks they're kind of the same thing right um you know i i feel that um holy spirit sure you know got my smile back give it to the war sure it's just not it's just yeah like like the band said it's just it just lacks energy on his front um you know, there's so many tracks where he's just talking like this and you know it's just a very just it's just very a bit like you know, it's just, it's just not, ugh. and again, I don't, I don't want. Well, I do, I do want, but you know, if he if he doesn't want to go down that route of just like having the high energy tracks sprinkled in like he did previously, that's fine. I'm here for that. I'm here for the fact that he stuck to it and handcuffed himself to this concept, um, and really did, and really pulled out all the stops for it. I respect it as a mainstream artist. You do not get this often, okay? So I respect the fact, but. In a vacuum, is it just a as just a listening experience? Eh, it's just it's cool. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I just I've just heard stuff you know of this nature that I feel like could just better, and I'd happily put you guys onto those. Um, salt anything, salt for example, just spin those because those shit that shit hits you in the gut every single time. Um, but you know, as mainstream albums go, it is a very clear departure from his usual work. Um, and that might pull a, that might take a lot of people out of the out of it. Um, it didn't. I don't really like uh, have rate Stormzy that highly. Um, but yeah, you know, it's for, for in a vacuum, it's a bit meh. Um, but in con in in contextual contextualizing it with his you know career, because you know Ben obviously, ben obviously said. Um, Try and put me on the put me out on front of the street. And no, that was someone else. I, t- I said that was also to... someone else who like yeah, that wasn't yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I got that wrong. No. Yeah, yeah. Well done for trying to put the two face back in the two. But yes, I assumed that he was gonna do just his usual stuff, but he actually subverted that, and I respect that. Right? He 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 subverted my expectations on that front, but I still didn't, you know, enjoy it for what it was in the vacuum of the album. Uh, I just didn't really enjoy it, even though I feel like, I mean, I see, you know, obviously Twitter's a very, uh, you know, echo chambery place, but, you know, I saw some of the co- some comments of people going like, oh, this is so amazing, so amazing. And I'm just like, I mean, I get it. I, I respect the vulnerability and I respect the, you know, just the willingness to do this because this will be, uh, if, if other artists did this, I don't know, man. I, I don't think people would fuck with it as heavy, but... You know, he's 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 made that. There's a reason why Mel made me do it when on this album, basically. You know what I mean? So, um, anyway, well, even that, um, you know, I feel like I'm going around circles. It's it's fine, uh, but it's not. It's just not me. Uh, not for me. Um, but yeah, let's jump right in. Uh, to our, I don't know. <laughs> I guess this is a just a fun, just a fun thing we've uh, thought. Uh, th- excuse me, I thought up um, a few weeks ago. Um, and I wanted to just, I don't know, see how, I, I said this to Ben after, after the last episode when, uh, when we were talking about, when we were thinking about this, I was just like, this would be an interesting, you know, conversation to do when you're trying to get to know someone, right? Asking them, what's your dream festival? Because I feel like that would, because it doesn't have to be music, right? Obviously we're a music podcast, so we're going to do it music based, but you know, if, if you just said festival for someone blankly. Um, it might be a f- literature festival, it might be you know an art festival. Who knows, right? Um, but if we said specifically music festival in the way we're do we're going to do this, 
Um, I feel like it, you would get to know a person a lot, judging by you know who they, how they do things, and who they put it put on, and maybe where you know, and other details. But um, yeah. So the question of this episode basically is, what's your dream festival? Um, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna, I guess, might as well just go back and forth in categories and uh, just see how how uh, what we got for each. Um, but yeah, man, I guess uh, a little, a couple of not not loose loose loose-ish rules. Um, uh, we're trying to go if 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 this depend on the what the structure of the festival, right? If it's like a you know one day, three day, whatever, like a regular festival, regular music festival, anyway. Um, we just you know judged it from like uh, ten p.m. ten a.m. to ten p.m. Right, just so, um, you know, just so we uh, keep reining ourselves in some way. Um, unless someone wants to do a twenty-four hour festival, feel free if you want to do so. Um, but yeah, apart from that, free game. Wherever you want to, where do you want to put it? Who you putting on? Um, how many days and uh, other activities? So uh, yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go bit by bit, and um, let's start with uh, well, let's start with days. How many how many how many days you got for yours? Two days. Okay, two day festival. I've done a one day festival. Oh, because um, because um, I, I I don't know. I feel like uh, two day. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I couldn't. If I was gonna do more than more than uh, one, I would just uh, kind of lose steam at some point. So I kind of wanted to pack pack one day with just like as much shit as I wanted to, as much shit as I can. You wanted to pack the shit, did you? Pack the shit, yeah. Pack, yeah. That's not a word, that's not a term, but yeah, pack the shit. <laughs> pack the shit. Um, uh, where, 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 where are we doing yours, Ben? Uh, I've written it all down here. Okay, so. My festival is. Let me find it here. Let's go an essay. I did write a bit of an essay, like somewhat of an oh, essay. Just bullet pointed everything. <laughs> um, I'll start it. Like, name for it. Yeah, my fe- my festival is called Aurora. Ooh. Oh, right. So I think Aurora is one of the best words in the English language because it means dawn. It's up there. It's good. I like it. it means dawn in the early morning, and that's what I want this festival to be about. Like. You know, I think often we fixate on the night time when we're thinking about music. Like, we go out, get a little bit drunk, dance through to midnight to our favorite band, then we kind of stagger off into the night. And I think that's an experience everyone's pretty... Well, not maybe not everyone, but I'm certainly very familiar with it and a little bit bored with. Uh, I forgot how familiar I was with it, really, until I started going to live shows again this year. And, uh, yeah, realizing, like, how experience, how potent that experience was and how, like intense that memory was so when i started seeing shows sober for the first time i realized that it's a completely different experience um and you know look i think the thing is like i remember a lot of the bands that i saw drunk really fondly but i don't really remember why not in any concrete way like if you just ask me like why was we are scientists great in 2007 i'd be like it just was I can't tell you what songs they played. I don't know what happened. I think I got into a fist fight at one point. I don't. I don't really remember it that well. But like, I, I enjoyed my night out, but I can't remember why. But if you ask me why Onyx was great, I can give you every little detail. So that's why my festival starts in the morning and it ends at around three p.m. So it doesn't go into the night. It ends in the mid-afternoon. Interesting. Mm. 
like so is it still 12 hours or is it so it starts around hours? dawn starts around dawn uh which is probably about like, what, six, six five, seven six seven a.m yeah. um and then it goes through to 3 p.m uh and uh, you know i i just wrote this down okay, it's not long okay. say sorry it's not long no it's not super long two days it's not super long i think we've got so we've got two stages six bands on each stage each day so what's that 24 bands in total 24 acts groups in total so it's not, it's not the longest festival in the world um i don't like long f- you know what i wrote this down i did all this because i, I just hate i hate the night times for going to shows because i'm tired i'm hungry <laughs> i'm probably super anxious i've got to take my meds and i don't know when to take them i'm surrounded by people who are drunk or intoxicated with some sort of substance and like long festivals annoy the shit out of me because you know, when I went and saw Daft Punk, for example, bro, I don't want to be on the barrier for eight hours waiting for Daft Punk and watching a bunch of garbage acts being, like, hauled out in front of me. I, I'm not a festival person. Yeah. I'm not a festival person. Sure. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Just keep the bangers rolling. Keep Pull the hits out. Just give me the hits. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> now I want to go home at 3 p.m. and go to sleep at 7. This is such an... This is, this, you sound so... Oh, oh bro, I am like old. fucking ended at 3pm That's a Six l- bands, give me the hit You know how excited I'd be if I saw a festival ending at 3pm I don't care who's playing, oh I'm going gosh. I'm going That's just to support the concept I love, the, I love it, it's great yeah. I'm here for it yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do agree with you some, in some aspect Like obviously, um, you know, for the festivals I've been You know, the only, the only thing with me is uh, just the aspect of camping no just non-starter not doing it like if you if you if you have a ticket to Glastonbury for me give it to somebody else i ain't doing it it's not it's not for yeah, me not, not my steez i would love to go none of that but I, fucking sure i would maybe as an influencer maybe, maybe as part of day? part of media part yeah, of media yeah, if we get day, I'd fuck with it bro if we get to go yeah. as part of media then we're there like we're just, Mate, we're just a, chilling a, in the tent like <laughs> Yo, Glastonbury, live DITD. Let's do it. Like, honestly, I'm fu- I'm fucking down for that, but I ain't staying. No, I ain't, I'm, I'm doing not doing it. camping. I'm not doing that. It's not happening to me. I'm 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 pulling up. I'm pulling out. Uh, like, whoever who whoever's at the pyramid stage might give him a C, might not. If not, I'm just gonna dip. I'm I'm, I'm dipping, get something to eat, and I'm gonna I don't know either go straight home or just go ho- get a hotel room. Uh, it's that's fine. All right, none of that. So. Um, but I do, I do, I do see where you come from in terms of just uh, you know things ending like the night, and you know for me personally, every time I hit up a show, it ends at like you know ten thirty or eleven, and when it's like ten thirty, I can maybe grab food on the way back if I can. Um, but it's just has to, it has to be very expedient, right? Because I'm trying to get my train back. Um, so. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm I don't mind stuff close uh finishing at eleven, you know, because I can still get food later. Eleven, um, but yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. That's early, know, bro. Kind of like the that's kind of like the London that's like that's like the London curfew for most oh, most places. Gosh. Um, but you know, there's obviously some that you know obviously go to like four a.m. or whatever three a.m. Uh, you know, if it's club night, but um, yeah, you know, but so the shows I go to and the festivals I go to, most of them, you know, are either done at, you know, like 10 or 11-ish. And, you know, it's fine if you live in the city, obviously, but, um, yeah, you know, but it's it's it's, it's tough, I guess, on that front. Um, so, yeah, um, so my festival, um, I've called uh, the Black and Brixton Festival. Nice, um, I like so it. So, as you can imagine, 
is black as shit and it's in Brixton. Brixton. <laughs> is that Brixton, Brixton Academy? <laughs> um, that's one. I have three locations. Oof, well, four technically. I like it. Um, so the re- I wanted to I wanted to have a place. So so I, this is a one day festival. Um, I've gone from ten a.m. to ten p.m. Um, but also twelve a.m. Uh, midnight for one of them because they can because they're, they're, they're a smaller spot they can go for a bit longer. Um, so I, I decided to utilize that because I had so many eyes and I was like I don't want to delete any of these so I'm just gonna add two hours on one of them. Um, so I wanted to find a place um, that was just um, that had a decent variety of uh, of of spaces, right? So I was thinking at one point. I was thinking of somewhere like, you know, somewhere in Islington because they have the Union Chapel and they also have the Assembly Hall. But I couldn't, I couldn't really think of um, a larger spot um, off the top of my head that's near there because I want it all to be very near each other, like within 10 minutes of each other, right? Um, there's, you know, there's the Brick Lane Jazz Festival, which happens, as you can imagine, in Brick Lane, um, in Shoreditch. And uh, there's plenty of locations there, but... Um, from from my research, most of them are pretty similar in terms of space. So I kind of, you know, I'm trying to find a a large space along with some maybe smaller spaces. Um, so yeah, after that, I was like looking about, I was like thinking of space, thinking of places up and down. I was like, Brixton has a couple of places. I've been to a couple, so um, I decided on Brixton. And um, so the locations specifically um, is uh, obviously the O2 Academy, as you as you mentioned. But also the electric Brixton, and also the Brixton Jam. Um, so they're kind of um, Brixton Jam and Electric Brixton are kind of similar um, in 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 uh, I think capacity. Probably not. I think Electric Brixton has a bit more. Um, but I think there's a decent there's a decent um, dip right or or ascent or ascension depending on how you look at it in terms of like capacity. So. <clears throat> um, Bricks and Jams, kind of um, smallish venue, kind of like half pub, half like a show area, right? So um, you can do stuff in there. Um, you can have like a food stall right outside as well. So if you want, people want to get food there, boom, that's e- that's an easy spot. Um, Electric Brixton is down the road, about ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes away, um, on the other side of the of the of the underground station. So you can go there, and then uh, that's a little bit larger. Um, I saw Mick Jenkins there um, a few years ago, and I was like, it's, it's, a, it's a solid spot. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, and then obviously the O2 Brixton Academy, which is right in the middle of the two, a um, couple minutes from the station itself, um, and that obviously is um, one of the more larger, uh, larger venues um, in in London. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of um, the basis of it. And I gave myself, um, I gave myself. Uh, <laughs> Since it was uh twelveish hours, um, I gave myself thirty six eyes <laughs> to, to, to 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 put in there. That's a lot, um, and uh, it is a lot. And I don't worry, I got there quick. Um, <laughs> I was I was whacking the I was whacking the names. I was like, oh yeah, that'll be good. Oh yeah, that'll be good. Oh yeah, that'll be good. I tried. I t- I tried to um have a because the, the the thing I realized quickly while whilst trying to do this and um. Was that um, when you have? Um, I, I tried to not to base it on like who's large and who's not, right? Because I feel like there should be obviously the ones that are that are performing earlier are you know obviously not the ones that are you know like the ones that are quote unquote headlining. Um, but 
I wanted to spread them out basically. Um, so even though the Bricks and Jam has a less lesser capacity, um, I'm still going to put a couple of notable names in there as well, um, just so you know there's a decent rise, I guess, in in hype or whatever you want to call it. So um, so people just don't flock to Brixton Academy just because the bigger names are there. There's going to be a couple of a couple of lesser known names in in all three not just because of capacity um so that was that was the pretty much the one hurdle i was uh, i i i i realized uh, upon doing it um so yeah um i haven't um i haven't I've, I've listed them in terms of like who's going to what location but i haven't done it i haven't done a, a specific timetable for myself um quite yet um so yeah uh do you have any other activities other than the music? Do you have like you know talks or workshops, anything like that? Um, uh, yeah. No, I haven't had anything like that. Heavy? I've kept it pretty low key. Okay. Uh, you know, I okay. said like, yeah, don't want to scare, don't want to scare the, you know, the geriatrics. Or... Don't want to scare the geriatrics. You don't want to scare the geriatrics. I mean, there's there's a couple of scary things in don't here. Wanna, don't don't want to give them sensory overload. Yeah, there's a couple of because this is our festival. We can do whatever the fuck we want at our own festival. So. Of course. There's two things. Like one thing I wanted to preserve was obviously the visual Nap experience. Time. Say, <laughs> nap time. <laughs> yeah, there's nap time. There's an interlude where you can have have have. Actually, yeah. I hate I hate napping. I'm not a napper, so there's no napping uh, involved. You got to tough that shit. Tough that shit out. Like I don't care if you're tired. Firm just it. fucking just yeah, keep it. it. Keep it moving. Keep pushing. All right. Yeah, so one thing, because obviously it's in the daytime, so a lot of electronic music, mm-hmm. which is the main genre I listen to, needs a okay. heavy visual experience. So there's a fully enclosed uh, immersive structure so that whatever the act in that tent, you know, whatever you want to call it, it can make it look like whatever they want, that room. It can be completely dark. Like I saw Orteca play in total darkness. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know how they got... The Max Watts Theatre in Sydney to just be completely black, dark, but they did it. It was amazing. Um, and the other stage is obviously the main stage, which is located. And I've put it that where we are, we're in like just outside of Sydney. We're not too far from Sydney. You just go outside of Sydney, like even just 20 minutes and you're basically in, in farmland. So, or like rolling hills. So it's just in like a farmland, rolling hill kind of area. It's pretty chill. It's pretty fucking chill. But we have to define a couple of things because is alcohol served um and it is it is served but like the thing about it is the reason why i thought this would be a more sober thing is you can drink if you want but i don't think too many people are going to be getting blitzed at like 6 7 a.m in the morning you know i think starting the live music in the morning is a pretty good alcohol deterrent especially considering the 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 acts that we're going to have on i feel like smoking weed is going to be significantly more prevalent than drinking uh, because, you know, when I was younger, yeah, we started drinking as early as we could as soon as we woke up on days like this. But I think we're going to be in the minority of those kind of people. Uh, but once the concerts are done for the day, the selling of alcohol actually ceases and a bunch of market stalls pop up for food. It's not actually meant to be a huge drunken party. And this could be because I watched the freaking uh, horrible documentary on Woodstock 99 and I don't want it any to be any like they wanted it to be like this. They wanted it to be they they did it exactly how I'm doing it, except they did it at different times. They had a big stage out the front, and then they had the little club in the hangar, and that's amazing. And they wanted it to be this chill thing, 
but they did it on freaking tarmac in to start with which is the dumbest thing ever don't do a concert on tarmac in the middle of summer it's gonna be too hot so yeah you can you can bring your own alcohol if you want but you can't bring too much like it's pretty chill you can stay on site um, it's over a weekend, starts Saturday morning and Sunday afternoon, you know, in Sydney, just outside of Campbelltown, which is about a 40 minute trip from the city by train. Uh, any kind of food that you want, but there is one rule with regards to food. You can't even bring this food into the venue. You can't bring it in. There's no pineapple on any of the pizzas. No pineapple on pizzas. It's illegal at this festival. It's, it's not allowed. You can't do it. The, the bouncers will be checking your food as you come in to make sure there's no pineapple on the pizzas. The food will be affordable. It's not going to be stupid. It's not going to be like $20 for a pizza rounder or something stupid like that. It's $8 for a decent-sized pizza. Um, no restrictions on marijuana use. No restrictions whatsoever. Do whatever the fuck you want. The rules of Australia do not apply at this festival. I personally won't be partaking, but I actually really, again, from being to a lot of gigs in my life, the energy at gigs when there's a lot of marijuana is way better than the energy at gigs when there's a lot of alcohol. It's just so much better. And they, they seem to be completely delineated. Like I've been to you know a lot of gigs where people are blitzed on something, and but it only seems to be the one thing. Like when I went and saw uh, Orteca, for example, at Max Watts, people were just on molly and ketamine. Like people were... Those were like, you know, substances that some bloke called Bob had constructed in his fucking shed out the back of his mum's house. Like they were on some bad shit. That was a that was a rough night. That was a crazy night. When I went and saw My Morning Jacket, who were actually at this festival, it was just all marijuana. Barely anyone was drinking. Everyone was just smoking weed and it was a great vibe. When I saw ACDC, I was actually telling my partner the other day we were listening to ACDC. I said, people were being carried into the venue. That's how drunk they were. The show hadn't even started yet, and people were being carried into the venue. It was, it was totally freaking crazy. So, yeah, I just want to like you know just chill it out a little bit. I don't want it to be like super intense. Um, yeah, I just want people to have fun, man. It's not going to be like a terrible place to sleep either. It's not going to be like a mud pit pile shit. The com- accommodation, like you know, there's going to be camping area for people who want to break their backs sleeping on the ground, like. That's insane. I'm not going to do I'm too old to do that. But there'll be a bunch of like small movable homes that are cheap but really cozy. And that's where I'm going to be sleeping. So, yeah, that's that's it, man. That's the setup. That's the setup. That's what's up. Shout out to uh, American Dad for putting me onto my morning jacket. That's actually the only reason I know they exist. Oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't episode. think you would just know that. Just, just literally, like, it's, it's like one of, the, one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's great. Like, it's so stand the protagonist goes to my morning jacket concert and he's like fucking and there's literally like multiple scenes of him just like transporting being transported somewhere else and uh yeah i see it because that's some that's some good weed music right there oh innovators yeah. yeah um so yeah i mean i i think uh i want to have it in a way where i want mine to have it uh, to be in a way where like uh when you go to one spot you know, you're given like a you know a wristband or something like that, and you're good for all three, right? Uh, have you have you have you decided on price at all? Because uh... oh no, I didn't decide on price. I guess I should have done that, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. Everything's free. Who cares? It's a free, free concert. It's not gonna happen. 
They're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Jay-Z is, is performing out of the goodness of his heart. He sold that $30 million Rolls yep. Royce he bought. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take the private jet down to Campbelltown, Australia and just yeah. play yeah. a 45-minute mm-hmm. DJ set yeah. for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. <laughs> um, cost don't matter. Who gives a shit? It's our dream festival. Let us, let us live. Um, or oh, let us know what, how much would you pay for this? Okay, pay for us. It's a sell stat. Like, if you want, if you guys want to, just let me know. Just let us know how much you pay. Um, I'd pay for mine, like, probably, like, I don't know, 50 plus. Um, I don't know how much more. Probably like in between 50 and 100, I'd probably go for that. Um, yeah, probably mm-hmm. 75, 75 to 50, something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I also have um, another location number I forgot to mention. Um, it's got St. Vincent, Vincent Center. It's basically a community center, right? Um, just um, a few minutes away. Um, again, this is all within like a ten minute radius. So um, I want it to be like very hyper local and just like you can walk to each of them with pretty much ease. Um, and the free locations, the V Music locations, are literally on just one road. So um, it's literally just back and forth. However you however you fuck with it. Um, but yeah, also the Saint Vincent Center. I wanted to also have like um, just a spot where. Um, you know, uh, just have like uh, intellectual talks. You know what I mean? Maybe like live podcast recordings in some in some ways. Um, but yeah, I kind of just wanted to have those as well. Uh, maybe talking about someone's book is just released or some shit like that. Um, stuff like that. You know, just um, just non music and uh, talking about uh, I don't know community issues, uh, policy policy or whatever. I don't know whatever like, whatever people want to talk about. Um, that pertains to um, the, I guess, the Black Diaspora, right? Um, that kind of uh, links to the whole thing. And, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to have that as well um, and just uh, maybe, like, fundraise um, as well for um, the local area, the community centre itself, maybe. Something like that. It's just something, um, I guess, uh, community-based um, and not just uh, not just the tunes as it is. Um, so, yeah. Um trying to think of any other details uh but yeah yeah that's kind of just what i was going for like a super super black super local um thing that people can just go back and forth on uh depending on you know what they what they mess with and uh yeah so should we get into uh to actually putting onto these bills for sure uh if you, if you like i'll start so saturday morning main stage you can start with my morning jacket because they're freaking epic. I want to start them, but they're chill. They could be chill too, you know, and they're going to play their 2011. Literally morning jacket. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, my morning jacket, why wouldn't you start with them? I didn't even think about that, but that's that's a whole other level. Charlie's operating on a, on a higher plane of existence right now. But they're going to play their 2011 album Circle in full. They end the set with Victory Dance. Great, great first set. Then we're going to follow it with my latest novel playing their album Wolves. They're a Scotland indie indie rock act. Uh, they're just epic, man. They're just super epic. The album takes so many twists and turns. I'd love to see them play it live. The songs begin soft and then they build into these like brutal crescendos. I think live that would be a pretty epic journey, especially in the morning with the sun coming up. Like I think that would be beautiful. Um, and then... For the third act, I'm going to put a headliner on. Like, fuck it, man. Putting a headliner at the end is great. Put a headliner in the middle. So we've got Elbow coming on stage. Guy Garvey just kind of rolling around like a slightly tipsy poet. 
delivering these soliloquies and these beautiful songs. The perfect band, they play the perfect set list. Starts with Any Day Now and ends with Newborn. Brilliant. Uh, they pop out for the encore and play One Day Like This, which everyone knows. It's been a million weddings that that song has been on. Like, brilliant. Then, tough act to follow. That's why we bring out Daughter next. You know, Guy Garvey just kind of softened the crowd's emotional palette up so it's ready to be wooed. And Daughter played Not to Disappear in full. I think it was 2013 that album came out. Uh, very emotional album. Very, very emotional. Very overwhelming album. It's a beautiful set. Uh, for a stunning album. I think it's one of the greatest and, and darkest albums ever made. I think coming straight after Elbows is going to be a punch in the face, but this is this kind of festival we're on, man. So next act, we kind of got to pick things up a little bit, and no one in the world better than Mike Skinner to slip silently on stage and play a mix of songs from only his first two albums. We're not going past the first two albums. Has it come to this? Just comes out... Has it come to the... Imagine that. Like, you've just listened to Daughter's album. You're in tears. You're crying. You're holding your significant other like they're a life raft in the middle of the fucking Pacific Ocean. And then Mike Skinner comes out. Has it come to this? Oh, oh. It's just a banger, man. And then the set is just high energy, obviously, Mike Skinner. And then the final set, final act for the day. You know, we don't need 12 acts. Like, we're not going crazy here. Six, six is rational. Six is sensible. It's a sensible amount of people. Best way to finish a night. Major headliner, Lana Del Rey. Luminescent, even in the full sunlight. Deeply personal and emotional narratives. Just furling out amongst the crowd, you know, dragging everyone into her sepia-tinged world. Completely at her mercy. And she leads us through these like sneaky rendezvous and daring trysts and eventually back to the beauty in the mundanity of life. How being ordinary can be incredible, which is how her career arc has progressed. At the start, it was like aspirational stuff. You know, it was really, uh, it was movie level, cinematic experiences. But as it got, you know, especially to Chemtrails and uh, I think her last album was called Blue Bannisters. I know that was a song on it. I, I feel like a terrible Lana fan right now for not knowing that. There's something wrong with me. There's something, I apologize to all the Lana fans out there. But like Chemtrails was just like the beauty in just the normality of life. And I think that that, yeah, Blue Bannisters, I think that that's the perfect way to end the first day on the main stage. So that's that's my first day on the main stage. Gosh, okay. <laughs> um, so I guess I will break it down in like uh, locations, right? So um, I'll give you Brixton Jam first, since that's the the smallest, and then I'll head up to the largest. Um, so side note, <clears throat> also have uh, three DJs, obviously, um, you know, covering the intermissions, right? So you got uh, DJ Newmark, uh, DJ Lene Denise. Because it's got to get a female DJ in there. And also DJ Jazzy Jeff. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> Shout out DJ Jazzy Jeff, man. What's he... Bro, that's, bro that's... I, keep, I keep seeing... I occasionally see like Jazzy Jeff videos of just him in his kitchen. Just like... Just whipping that... Whipping the decks up. He's killing it, eh? Like during lockdown. He does, he was, he does, a, he he does was... a Thanksgiving... He does a Thanksgiving stream. Yeah. I watch that a little bit. Now every year. That's, that's some good shit. And uh, DJ Newmark's there sometimes as well. So shout out to both of them. And also Lene, uh, Denise as well. Um, but yeah, they're just amazing in, in all sense. Um, so yeah, Bricks and Jam. Right, so um, I haven't uh, done times yet, but I'll I'll try and name it in terms of like these will probably be like the earlier ones, and then and then later on it'll be the later ones as you can imagine. 
Um, so let's start off with the likes of oh, so many, so many to decide from. We'll start off with something like something like uh, Jazz Kaiser. Um, she's amazing, uh, Jazz Iced. Um, I think that'll be a great start. Uh, back it up with like Hamza, Yamsin, Yasmin Lacey on the back of those. Bit of bit of female R&B in there, just um and just vocalists um in in that sense. Uh, bring some energy. Got our Santa Sheriff Sanity. Bring her on as well. Uh, Lila Ik for some reggae as well. That'd be great. Um, and then we get some jazz like uh, Shabaka Hutchins. Also, oh bloody hell, Hamza Chronics as well. Yeah, Chronics as well for some for some reggae as well. I think that'd be a great place. Um, and uh, yeah, and then like uh, more hip hop with like uh, Coast Contra. I want to throw them in there. Uh, very obviously uh, recent act um, has come through. Um, I tried to I tried to listen the obviously the American acts because um, it's a British festival, <laughs> as you know. Um, so kind of wanted to keep more British leaning um, and keep it kind of fifty fifty on the male female front, which I think I've done successfully. Um, and then end with uh, the likes of. Um, like a Rhapsody in Ninth Wonder. I'll, I'll finish off on that one because um, I feel like that'll be a good uh, finish uh, to have the, have both of those. So I saw them both at the Jazz Cafe a few years ago, and it was outstanding. And uh, considering that, considering that uh, Rhapsody's got some new shit coming out next year, um, I think that'll be a perfect time. So uh, yeah, that's my Brixton Jam uh, lineup. Um, yeah, I kind I kind of break it down in terms of like you know softer stuff at the beginning and just bring up some energy. Um, kind of like I guess R and B ish, jazz R and B, and then ending with some hip hop, I guess, and uh, a little bit more energy on that front. So uh, that's kind of that's 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 my one location on the Brixton Jam. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. We'll go now indoor stage. We've got the indoor stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna read out what I wrote because I was I was definitely uh, I was I was in the zone on Wednesday. I was definitely in the zone. So the indoor stage is gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna fuck shit up. Off rip, Brazilian producer Anna skies into the room and destroys the entire facility. She slays some solo stuff, some remixes, and she ends on the earth-shattering Singularity remix, which introduces the next act, who is John Hopkins. Now, I wouldn't put too many producers of John Hopkins' ilk after Anna, but I think he's one of the very few in his range that could match that energy and actually elevate it even further. He plays Singularity in and then throws in a few tracks off immunity fucking epic then we need to restore some order we've had two people with laptops on stage so we get hot chip wandering onto stage two drum sets four keyboards six guitars a cowbell fuck lord knows what else is on stage with them and they just decide to play the fan favorites for once and nothing from the new album nothing from the new i like the new album glorious album great album but i just want the old stuff man we're just getting the hits we're getting the hits the energy in the room goes from contemplative to sweaty and amped so how do you follow that you bring in the knife now i don't even know if the knife still exists i mean i know that they must exist somewhere but they retired a long time ago uh i don't even know if they ever existed in the first place but they will annihilate this state shaking the habitual Fuck yes, man. They will go crazy. Wild, wild show. Then we change pace for the fifth act. We get MGMT playing exclusively from their debut album and Lil Dark Age. They close with the title track to that album, which then bleeds into Kids, which just raises the fucking roof. 
So there's only one act that could possibly, possibly follow kids, and that's gorillas. Gorillas come on stage, obviously, it's Damon Albarn up there. Unbelievable set. We get Bismarcky comes on, performs just a friend. Uh, we've got Most Def pops up on stage, plays Stylo in sweepstakes, and then he performs Miss Fat Booty himself. Push T hops up for Let Me Out. And then he drops the beat to If You Know You Know. And then the final track is Snoop on Plastic Beach on the, the title track off their, I think, I forget when that album came out, classic fucking album. And then he ends the whole night with Drop It Like It's Hot into Gin and Juice. Like, and he might play What's My Name as well. Like, he might just throw it in there as well. And the whole night is just fucking insane. Gorillas might bring up other guests too. Fuck it, mate. They might bring up... I don't know who else they could bring up. They could bring up Danny Brown. They might bring Danny Brown up as well. Like, just bringing fucking guests up. Like, that's going to be a wild, wild, wild performance. I like that. That's the end of the night, man. Go. That's the end of the afternoon. It's 3 p.m. You've just listened to Drop It Like It's Hot and Gin and Juice, and it's only 3 p.m. Now, that is a fucking Saturday, bro. That's a Saturday. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Uh, I neglected to mention SB as well in the Brixton Jam. Uh, so her as well. Um, so yeah, Electric Brixton as well. Um, so this is um, yeah, going to be a nice uh, little mix as well uh, once again. Uh, going to finish off with the likes of... Well, well, why am I finishing off? Let's start, let's start with... Let's do the beginnings. Um, this, is, this, is, this was a tough one because I kind of... Again, I wanted to get like, you know, some... Uh, get, get a nice rise... Um, but having like the middle spot, there was kind of like artists that I was like, it could be in the one, but I'm gonna put them in the two. And then there was the threes where I was like, I could put them in the three, but I want to put them in the two. And uh, kind of a uh, became a mishmash. But um, I, I think I think I've got a decent mix here. Um, so probably start off with the likes of um something like Kokoroko. I think of their um their new album as well. I feel like that's a perfect um, beginning. Uh, Koji Radical again, um, great energy um, as always. Um, I actually want to start. I, I, I neglect this. I wanted to start off the whole thing, the whole thing. I'm bringing on back with Sweetie, bro. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. She's coming on. All right, she's coming. She's coming on first thing. She's 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 uh, starting off. She's kicking off electric bricks. Good uh, for me on that one. Um, so then later on, get some uh, Anthony Joseph, get some jazz in there, get some spoken word in there as well. Um, uh, I think that'll be that'll be amazing. Uh, Blue Lab Beats, Ezra Collective as well. Uh, especially with their new albums, amazing. Uh, definitely good stuff. Uh, Bina, want to bring her on as well. She's a good solo, I think. Uh, Mystic, along with her, I think it'll be good as well. And then get some bands. Get Terry Line Carrington. Get her. Get her and her people on. Uh, she she's an absolutely amazing. Just a composer and just a, a band leader in in general so i feel like she would just um put on uh just give her the floor and she'll she'll make something out of it uh tanking the bangers as well i want to bring them on as well that'd be great uh, nice uh, nice couple of uh groups right there uh kofi stone joel culpepper some nice solos soloists as well um obviously they're different in terms of music um joel culpepper more r&b slash funk and uh kofi stone more hip-hop um, but I feel like that'd be a good mix as well. And uh, I think the headliner overall would probably be, oh, Protégé as well, a bit of reggae. Can't, can't, can't miss some of that as well. 
And uh, I think that ends it with, if I check it correctly, uh, ending with uh, Robert Glasper as well. Um, I feel like, uh, mm. yeah, it'd be a great, great, great headliner towards it. Um, definitely bring some guests on. Um, I saw him earlier in the year. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Ryan who practically climbed, like, climbed onto me when Common came through. Um, literally tried to put me in the headlock in in in, in excitement. I was just like, <laughs> so so yeah. I feel like a uh, Robert Glass would be a great finish, uh, for that one. That's a great great finish, great finish. I reckon. All right, next day Sunday, outdoor stage, block party, opening up, crazy energy, crazy freaking energy. Their new album is actually really good. A lot of people don't like it, and those people are wrong. They're just wrong. I think it's incredible. They start the set with day drinking. It still comes to the fucking festival. Exactly. I mean, they start the set with day drinking. So, like, I think that's perfect. If it's if you've been brave enough to wake up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning and you're drinking at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning, you deserve a song like day drinking. It's for you. It's all for you. And then they obviously go back to their first two classic, classic albums. Uh, maybe Song for Clay uh just i don't know what they finish with uh i don't know maybe banquet just it's it, block party got hits man they got hits on hits on hits then we get helicopter helicopter octopus three by three this is bro this is a million of them this is just a great great band then we've got neutral milk hotel pop up on stage and play the entirety of in the airplane over the sea i don't know if they even still have ever i don't know if they're playing shows anymore i don't think they do they only have two albums so very rare oh no they're back <laughs> back for this one show for free too remember they <laughs> free. <laughs> out of the goodness of their heart they've decided to play their classic 90 <laughs> late 90s album for the first time in 20 years for free uh for a crowd in Campbelltown, australia so yeah it's very rare, rare very random but they did it then we got modest mouse and they play the perfectly curated set. Brilliant. Uh, everything from 2005 and before. Nothing after that. Nothing at all after that. They're, they're not allowed to play anything after 2005. But everything from before. Then we've got three to go for the day. So we're going to hit a headliner up now. We're going to get Coldplay on stage. We're going to get Coldplay on stage. They could have been the closer. But it's midday. We want to feel good. They open with yellow and they slowly open up the curtains from there. They cycle through their first two albums and then they end with an epic rendition of Paradise. They don't play clocks. They do not play clocks. They're not allowed to play clocks. They were told prior. They're specific. Yeah, they were told prior, you can't play clocks. And they're like, but everyone like, like no, 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 clocks today. Just that's Jay fine. We've heard it. We know it. We've, we've heard it before. We don't need to hear it again. No clocks. So how do you follow the ultra pop of Coldplay, there's only one person you can bring up after that, and that's Erica Badu. You bring up Erica Badu, she hops up, she entrances the crowd with a beautiful set as the sun slowly seeps down from the sky. Beautiful, transcendent. Then, to end the day, we have something very special. We get Sigarose, fucking epic Icelandic post-rock building into this huge crescendo. They play tack in full and end on... Hopipola, I don't know how to say the word. I mean, Sigaro sing in a made-up language anyway, so it doesn't really matter how I say it. And I'm, I'm not. That's not a dig at Iceland. They actually do make up. It's a made-up language, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, man, brilliant end, brilliant end. Have Coldplay into Erica Badu into Sigaro's. This is different. For free, 
This is different. Like, this is a different kind of festival we're playing right now. It's a fucking massive day. Uh, I like it. We just ran with the fact that it's all for free. Yeah, for all for free. Crazy, right? <laughs> this is all free, guys. This is all free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Dream festival in, in our dreams, literally. Uh, right. So, um, final one. It's obviously Brixton Academy. Um, oh, yeah. Rule. You can bring your own fucking camera in. Hey. O2, O2 bitches fucking making me put my camera in a fucking safe during a fucking sim show. I'll be, I was so pissed that day, bro. I was, I was livid. Anyway, providing that, obviously. So, yeah, this is um just a lot of... um tried to, Again, tried to throw in some less notable names uh, in, the, in the beginning um, just to uh, uh, keep it, keep it, um, give, give them opportunities, I guess, in that front. Um, so... Who we start off with? Start off with the likes of any um, one of the best uh, up and coming um, females in the game right now. Um, just always dropping great stuff. Um, under twenty five, amazing EP from last year. Um, she dropped a recent couple of, I think, a couple of singles recently. Um, so yeah, she's got a good catalog already. Um, go on in. Uh, gonna come through. Friend of five, Yotis Mensa. Gonna bring him on as well. Uh, for some, uh, for some light, uh, not light. He's kind of deep. <laughs> so for some uh, jazzy spoken word uh, hip hop, as uh, as uh, I'm sure if you've listened to those men, you are aware. Uh, Tremendous, bring her on as well. I'll be some Tremendous uh, from Birmingham. Uh, she's gonna knock that place a lot. Um, and with that, bringing in uh, some bigger names, gonna bring on uh, Coffee. Um, I think uh, she'll she'll do some good stuff. Uh, Jewel Dram will draw as well, probably before Coffee, um, specifically. But yeah, draw her as well. Uh, Coffee, then oh, then probably like Sampa the Great. I think you know she her her live shows are just getting better and better. Like every time I see, I think she recently performed in Zambia, uh, like her last show of the year the other the other night. Um, shit looked amazing. Uh, Afrofuturism, just uh, dedications, just really, just going from strength to strength every time i see any clips of <laughs> any clips of her doing things it's, it's outstanding so shout out to her um and then oh and then we then this is this is it's the tough one because i don't i don't know how i would like split the uh, uh rank these up right i don't know who would who would like, who would you count as like headlining or because i feel like for for different reasons i would love them to you know be there um i think out of them out of the four i think it's four one, two, three, four. Um, we'll go with Law Connor next. Um, I think that'll be great right after um, Sample the Grey. I think he'll go well. Um, and then we have a top three of either Salt, Little Sims, and Common. Um, so I don't know how I'll break that up. Um, probably Salt and then Little Sims and then Common to finish off. Um, I feel obviously Little Sims and Salt have a very close relationship um, artistically, so having them going back to back is just a no fucking brainer. Um, and then just having having common, you know, one of the goats. Like how, like what what what, what more do you want, man? What 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 more do you want from me, guys? What more do you want? Um, I'm actually in, in hindsight now. I'm thinking about it. Of um, you know, there's a no, actually. We'll do that. We'll do that after yours. Um, we'll do some final thoughts after yours. But um, yeah, that's my O2 Brixton Academy um, uh, set list, I guess. All right. Final stage. Final, final, final. Uh, this is going to be a wild fucking day, man. It's a wild day. Sunday morning. Sunday morning at 6 a.m. We start with MOP and Dead Prez. Uh, 
doing a set back and forth together. MOP and Dead Prez just fucking here. Are you having huh? fucking mosh pits at 7 a.m., bro? Bro, this is gonna be crazy. Hip hop is just ringing the fuck out. Hip hop, the song, just the 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 bait. <laughs> That's how it starts. That's how the day starts, bro. That's how your Sunday starts. <laughs> That's the best Sunday ever. So then we get the crowd's ready now. The crowd's ready for this. Griselda pop out. The big three. We've got Tanner Talk, Plugs I Met, a lot of Hermes series, a lot of gunshots. Um, and they actually, with all the gunshots. This is all before midday, bro. This is all before midday. Fair. And with all the gunshots, they alerted Onyx. Onyx, who just happened to be in the crowd at the time. <laughs> they just jumped on stage to perform Slam and Throw Your Guns. They just hopped up on stage, right? So they end the show with slam and throw your guns. And then Jay-Z just pops up on stage. Jay-Z <laughs> comes out of some nowhere. Got Jay- for free, guys. <laughs> got Jay-Z for free. Memphis Bleak's with him as well. And just a rock-heavy set. Hovey Baby. You just want a Rockefeller reunion. And then Jay-Z closes the show by spitting his verses from the Big L Stretch and Bobito performance. Which is very un- right. un- unexpected, but he plays it anyway. So then, how do you finish that? Like, how do you follow that? There's two more acts. I mean, how do you, how do you go from there? Then we bring on Rhapsody. Then we bring on Rhapsody. Wild energy. I love how that's the only that's the only link we have. That's What's that? That's the only Rhapsody's the only ones. Only one we've picked. We both picked. Yes. Well, yeah, well, yeah. That's right. Because my act after that, I don't think you picked her. So, yeah, man. Rhapsody comes on insane lyrical palette runs through all of eve most of layla's wisdom uh ends with her collab with queen latifah who joins her on stage raps her verse and then ends the whole set on unity great fucking end to that then how do you you can't follow how do you follow that there's only one artist you could possibly end this show with and that's missy elliott banger after banger after banger the entire crowd is on the floor just cutting the sharpest shapes they can wild fucking set and that's the end legendary festival was made right there oh that's absolutely amazing <laughs> that's fucking funny i just I, I just i just can't i can't get over just um uh just just having um mop just um early in the day like that's crazy right you need to you need to get up early. You need, you need to get up real early for that shit, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Jay Z. I mean, Jay Z comes on after, and then he brings MOP up for Four Alarm Blaze, and he brings up Dead Prez for their. Uh, what was their? What was their? Dead Prez, Jay Z. What was their thing? Um, hell yeah! Oh, oh, shit! <laughs> Fucking all for free too. Imagine being in the crowd. You're like, damn, I didn't even pay for this shit. This is this is great. <laughs> just, just, just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell oh, what a dos of an episode this is this is hilarious um, okay right so I mean yeah I feel um, again in, in hindsight I feel like um, I kind of went pretty contemporary with mine um, and that's only because uh, I felt like uh, I kind of wanted to keep to the notion that yeah guys these people are like dropping now and they're the shit already so like you know you don't you guys don't have an excuse to not have anybody contemporary um you know in hindsight i probably would add more just uh more classic acts like you have um 
but regardless of that, I'm pretty happy with what what I've uh, what I've concocted. Um, I like the I like I enjoy the uh, creativity and the very and the specificness of yours. <laughs> don't perform, don't perform clocks. We've heard clocks. Don't perform clocks. Yeah, we don't need clocks. Um, so yeah, I I I respect, <laughs> I respect that. Heavy. I respect that heavy. Um, but yeah, man. If if only if only there was such a concept as you know instant transmission, um, where you could um, you know just beam yourself from place to place. Um, so you could do bends, and then after three pm, you can come to mine. You know what I mean? Just like, Perfect. And just, just, just beat, just beam on, just beam on over, just in time for you know the likes of um, uh, likes of uh, Sims and Common and Robert Glasper and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, yeah, man. So yeah, the Aurora Festival and the Black Bricks Black in Brixton uh, uh festival. That is it. That's, that's that's amazing, and all for free once again. All for genius, <laughs> free of charge. All for free. All for the all for the great price, low low price of free ninety nine. Um. So yeah, we'll finish there. And uh, on a lighter note, uh, what have you got for us? Uh, if if anything, Ben. Oh, lighter note this week. I don't know. I don't know. Have you got anything in anything interesting? No. Um. Apart from the fact that I literally have not watched a single second of World Cup, and I'm proud of myself for that. Um. Very very happy with my uh, dedication to it. I mean, I've been doing. I've been. I've, I've I've had some work on this past week, so I've had kind of like a reason not to. Um, but <clears throat> regardless of that, um, <laughs> my my pops asked me if I wanted to see the England game, uh, with him, uh, USA, and um, and then he texted me right after the game. He was like, "Well, oh, good, good, well, 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 uh, well uh, good, you didn't come because yeah, fucking hell, that was boring. That was boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, the I game's heard, mad boring. A, a, a birdie told me it was boring. Um, so yeah, got uh, got got lucky with that one there. But um, yeah, man. I don't know, nothing else really. Just um, you know, preparing for Christmas and uh, all that shit, all that shit. Um, just um, you know, getting people things, <coughs> and uh, yeah, just getting, getting, getting ready for that. Um, it's 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 already it's already cold as shit. Um, so you know, I'm just trying to just <laughs> just just stay warm throughout the day and hope I can make it to my bed by the end of it. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, I do have a show I'm hitting. Not, I think not next week, but the week after. Um, let me check. Yeah, it's in two weeks. It's in two weeks' time, so I might. I'll, I'll talk about that next episode. But um, yeah, man. Just apart from that, pretty nothing else. I'm just literally just. Um, obviously, hiatus is is in full effect. Um, no more WG for the next. Uh, well, technically, is stuff for WG. Um, so uh, little mini series coming on that one. Uh, if you guys want to tune in, uh, please do. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just gonna be just gonna be the ITD and uh, and and writing, <laughs> hopefully, and, and listening to music back, uh, listening back to stuff um, over the over the year. Uh, so that's that's kind of my December in a nutshell, and uh, I'm 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 excited for it uh, to just be uh, to just just be chilling and just uh, getting back into getting back into into the writing things and uh, writing about stuff and finish the finish the hip hop essay. I'm gonna schedule that up and. Um, yeah, man, looking forward to look forward to everything coming during the during the December month. Apart from the fact that it's going to be cold as shit, because that's not my skis. Oh, and but uh, I don't I, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I kind of um I kind of challenge myself to not hear Mariah Carey. Um, oh, good luck until Chris un- uh, for it. 
Bro, for you know as, what? You know for what? As long as possible. We went we went for a ride yesterday on our bikes, right? Okay, and we rode <laughs> to this random like place next to the harbor. Yeah. And you could barely yeah. hear anything. Like we were quite a far away from the harbor. You could see everything. People on boats having a great time. And this boat goes past and they must have had all I want for Christmas is you at like the most ear-splitting volume because we could hear it probably like five, six hundred meters away across the water. So it was not even December, bro. It's twenty seventh of November, and I'm like, what are you? Bro. Why are you? In, why are you doing this to us? This is not fair. It was so unfair. I mean, to be fair, my bike sounds like they opened up hell and like let everyone out of it. So I sh- I can't really say anything. I'm pretty pretty antisocial in that way. But like, come on now, that's a, that's a whole other level. That's awful. Yeah, check your noise pollution privilege, Kudu. Um, I I heard it in a much more annoying and just minuscule way, and it just pissed me off because it wasn't even significant. Um, but I got it in a voice message. What? So someone was talking to me. Someone was talking to me on a voice message, I and I like, could hear it in the background, and I was just like, That's "Frustration, For fuck's sake!" <laughs> That's frustration. <laughs> I was like, "25th." I just I choked it there. 25th November, <laughs> not even in December yet, and I've already heard Mariah Carey. Um, just it's so impossible now. It's actually genuinely impossible to not hear her. Like it's just it's so weird. I don't get it. I, I, like you guys just willingly giving That's her horrible. money. It's so weird. Nah, it's me. fine. Mariah Carey deserves money. I'm not. I'm not it's mad at that. It's weird. It's better me. than Michael There's Bublé. So many Christmas shit out there. Like and and, and people just default to that. Nah, I'm, so, I'm not mad. Like me, bro. It's a meme gone wrong. Let's be real. It's a meme gone wrong. Like it, that's all it is. Like people weren't. It was a fu- it's a fine song. It's a good Christmas song. But fuck, like overdoing it, overdoing it. In the words of R.I.S.T. Yeah, overdoing it, you're ruining let it. Let me let me anyway. let me just end on my little rant because I said this and it, yeah, it is World Cup related, but I think it just needs to be said with just common sense, just straight up common sense. The whole yellow card thing for wearing the armband. If you're defending FIFA, if you're defending Qatar, if you're defending the players. There's something seriously wrong with your value system. I'm serious, man. I had people in my DMs saying they shouldn't stand up for equality for homosexual people in the world, for LGBTQ people in the world, because they might get a yellow card, which might affect their team's chances in a meaningless fucking tournament that just doesn't fucking mean anything to these. The the players that were going to do it were seven captains from seven of the biggest teams in Europe. Okay, they are not struggling for a coin. They don't need this World Cup to support their family. They don't need this World Cup to pay the rent on their million dollar a week apartment or whatever. They're earning two, three, four hundred thousand pounds a week, euros a week. They don't need. So everyone in my DM saying this is the biggest opportunity of their life. They don't want to screw it up. Shut the fuck up. You're completely wrong. You have no idea. Don't tell me I don't know anything about football. You're an idiot. If you think that a yellow card is such a horrible, horrible consequence of standing up for one of the most oppressed, one of the most uh, like disrespected, one of the most awfully treated groups in modern society, in historical society, in all society, ever even up to this fucking point, there's no point where LGBTQ people have had an easy run. They're still not having an easy fucking run. They're not even having a normal run. They're having a fucking tough run. So for you to tell me that a yellow card is enough of a thing to stop you for standing up for LGBTQ rights in a country where 
homosexuality is illegal and you could spend seven years in prison just for being gay. Are you fucking kidding? A yellow card? I said to people, bro, people get yellow cards for time wasting. People get yellow cards for taking too long to take a goal kick at the end of the game. Are you saying that that is such a horrible, horrible con? Why would anyone take a yellow? Shut the fuck up. Think about what you're defending. Take a serious, serious look at your value system. Take a serious look at yourself. Maybe try for some compassion. Try for some empathy. Try about thinking about someone other than yourself. And yes, it's FIFA's fault. Yes, it's FIFA's fault. Okay, but unfortunately, and I don't want to put the onus on the players, and the onus should never have been on the players, but they're the ones with the power. They're the ones with the... FIFA have all the power, don't get me wrong. They're not using it for good, are they? We can all agree. So a lot of people were just saying to me, well, you're never going to change it, so why bother? What the fuck kind of attitude is that? What the... Seriously. So if someone injustice is being done to you in your life, and everyone else is like, oh, fuck that. I can't do anything about that. Don't worry about that. Are you just going to be like, oh, well, fuck it. I understand. Don't try and help me. I'm being oppressed. Who cares? I mean, it's too hard to... I mean, you might get a yellow card. So why would you back me? Shut the fuck up. Seriously, man. Unfortunately, it comes on the players. And that really sucks. But it's very simple. Wearing a freaking armband that gives you a yellow card. And people are saying that's not gonna make any difference. This is the thing that's viewed by the most people in the entire world. Pretty much every single country in the world is watching this. Now, if you extrapolate that out and your favorite player gets a yellow card for wearing an armband and you're sitting in some random country who has no idea about what's going on in Qatar, has no idea about what's going on with FIFA, and you see your player immediately get yellow carded, you're like, what the fuck? Why'd you get yellow carded? What's the, what? And then you go online and you Google that shit and you find out that they were yellow carded for supporting equality. How fucking pissed off do you think you're gonna be? So saying that it's not gonna make a difference is one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. Now that is just straight up stupidity. That is straight up willful ignorance. You're saying that like, Luka Modric comes on the field or Virgil van Dijk comes on the field and gets a yellow card immediately for no reason, and you're sitting there like, just like, oh yeah, well, fuck it, don't worry about it, just yellow card, no worries. You're not gonna do that, people aren't gonna do that, it's gonna start a conversation, people are gonna be outraged at FIFA, rightfully so. So the outrage ends up going back to exactly where it should go. Yes, the players take a yellow card, how many times have players gotten a yellow card and had to play on a yellow? There's so much bigger things at play than that. It's a fucking group game, for fuck's sake. England were playing Iran. They don't. They, they they won seven two or some shit. They well, Harry Kane gets a yellow card at the start. You think he's not going to be able to play? He didn't get another yellow in that game, so he wouldn't have been red carded. So it's totally fine. So anyway, that's just my my rant. I got really angry at people trying to defend FIFA in my comments. There's no defense to that. I don't know how to talk to you people. I don't know how to say to you, have some compassion, have some empathy, care about someone who doesn't have as much privilege as you. How, why do we have to say this to people? I don't understand what's wrong with the world. It just really fucks me up. Why would you defend FIFA? Like, anyway, that's just my little rant. Had to get it off my chest. I was really angry. Um, and that's it, man. I'll still watch the World Cup. And yeah, maybe that makes me a massive hypocrite. Maybe it does. I, I don't know. It's, it's possible. Um, but yeah, man, I, th I really think they should have worn that fucking armband, taking that yellow card. That is, that is one of the lowest 
lowest, easiest forms of consequence for standing up for a righteous cause ever. And just to like pull out because of a yellow. And hopefully it was, I mean, not hopefully. I don't want it to be more than that. Like maybe there were sanctions behind the scenes that they're not telling us about. Germany's apparently going to sue FIFA over it. Um, but what I think will happen is nothing will happen. I think nothing will happen. Everyone will forget about it. Everyone will move on. The World Cup will end. And in three or four years' time, no one will, fucking three or four months' time, no one will even remember it. And I think that's really disappointing. And I think those players, you know, it sucks that the onus falls on them. It really does. It, it shouldn't. They shouldn't have to do that. But if you stand for something and the England team said, Southgate said, everyone knows what we stand for. We don't know what you stand for, Gareth Southgate. We have no fucking idea because you didn't tell us and you didn't show us. You didn't do anything. Everyone knows what we stand for. What is it? What is it that you stand for? What are you doing? You can say whatever the fuck you want, but you're not doing anything, so you don't fucking stand for it. That's just my opinion. No, you make good points. Um, In the grand scheme of things... uh it, this all this this is all a failure. As soon as they even got the bid one, yeah. Uh, as soon as that happened, it was already it was already an L. Like you know, what I mean, it's already an L. Um, everyone everyone's going to participate. Everyone's going to watch. It's a, just a collective L. And obviously, it was just um, you know, and that was what ten years ago when they, when that was announced. So yes, it's it's been an L for ten years, and you know, obviously now we're talking about because it it's happening, but it's been an L. Um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, yeah, you make a good point in terms of like you know saying, yeah, we, yeah, but well, everyone knows. It's like no, we don't. How about you say it just for just for fun, just just for fun. Say exactly what you mean. Like and that's and that's the point. You have to keep repeating this shit. Like if if you don't specify, then people aren't gonna listen that hard. Um, you know, and uh, there's something to say for you know, um, I guess some countries and their especially the sports journalism uh, sect, world, universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I can imagine if, like, Harry Kane got yellowed and then had to miss, like, the quarterfinal. How quarter big would that be? After another yellow, then people, then there'll be a lot of people then that will just be like, shouldn't, t- oh, why is he doing a fucking armband? Now he's not in fucking quarterfinals. Yeah, and it's like, and it doesn't, and then it doesn't, and then, but they 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 missed a point of like you know it's bigger than that it's bigger than it's bigger than what they're doing like you know what I mean it's a bigger thing. Um, I do wonder again, like you said, I do wonder if there were sanctions behind that behind them just saying please don't well, don't wear the don't wear the armbands otherwise yellow. Um, because if if they did capitulate just to that just to the yellow, then that's bitch made to be completely real. Agreed. And the fact that you know, like you said, they're you know, most of them are in you know the top fifteen of like the world rankings. So, yeah, don't yeah go go ahead and threaten the captaincy of the several countries that might that are within the chance of making the final. You you, you do that, bro. You you go ahead and in and enforce your will upon the game. Please do that. See what happens. Right. Um. See see how people get pissed off. Um. But yeah, you know. Um. It's 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 a it's a lot of um it's there's a there's a lot of hand wringing towards it and uh, it's just a bit it's just a bit tiresome um to to do this every single time um but the point of the point of it all is to just keep repeating it like you you don't you don't stop it you don't stop just because whatever and I I found it so funny when people were talk like shitting on Germany for losing that uh, Japan game 
and they were like, "Oh, you shouldn't have done, shouldn't have done the fucking like eyes closed thing," as if like they didn't train for all, all those. They didn't train, obviously. They were just like thinking. They were just brainstorming. Oh, how do we make a message before the game? Like, that's 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 what they spent several days on, right? That's clearly what they did. They didn't train, otherwise they would have won against Japan, right? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, that that shit was hilarious. Um, but yeah, man, it's just uh, it, it, regardless of. Regardless of what happens, and regardless of what we say, the fact that it hap- the fact that this competition is happening in the Qatar at all is just like a complete L. Um, I'm not saying that you know if if it was hosted in the US, for example, who had a bid at the same who who were part of the bids along with like to Mexico and Canada. I think they were going to split it three ways. Um, you know, we can have we'd have the same conversations, right? We'd we'd shit on USA. We'd uh, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in Mexico, we shit on that as well. And the geopolitics of Canada, we do that as well. Like that's the, you know, that's kind of what happens, right? But the fact that it's Qatar, just so overtly, and the fact that they're overtly um taking away Welsh bucket hats, you know what I mean? Just because there's more than two colours on it, it's just that shit's just not. That's not the it's World not, Cup. It's not here. It's, that's not. That's it's, not football. It's not, that's not. That's not football. It's not. It's not. It's not it's football. Just, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's, a lot of not, people said to me uh, like, "What difference is this going to make if they wear the armband?" And I said, "How many gay footballers do you know?" And they're like, "Well, no one gay plays football. Why the fuck do you think they don't play football, fam? They're going to have the World Cup in Russia and Qatar, two years in a row where being gay is legal." Hey, come on now! That's insane. This is a, This is the world's game. This is the world sport. Everyone should be included in this sport. And yes, that means that Qatar should be included as well. Yes, that means other Middle Eastern countries should be included. Of course, it does. But that doesn't mean that their rights get to encroach on other people's rights. It's not how. It's not how it works. Just because they have a specific way that they run their society, that doesn't mean that people who play this game should feel excluded. That's not fair. That's not how it works. You don't give all the rights to everyone at all the time. It's not. It's just literally not how society works. It's, it's not how society in those countries works. It's not how society in any country works. That's called anarchy. That's complete chaos. So, like, you have to stand up for... You just have to. And if football is the world's game, everyone has to be included in that. There can be no... You know, you can't just exclude people. It's not fair. If people want to be excluded, you know, and this is a totally hypothetical... FIFA says to Qatar, we have to wear the armbands, bro. They have to wear the armbands. And Qatar said, well, we don't want to be involved in that. That's cool. They can back out, like, willingly. That's totally on them. If they want to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? That's a whole different conversation. But, yeah, anyway, man, it's it's a fucking world's game. Everyone should be included. And uh, as a minor note, um, well, it's not technically minor. It's very major, but um, a minor note uh, in terms of just how much I want to talk about it. But, um... You know, the fact that, again, Qatar, very hot, and yet people are talking about the stadiums being mad cold, and they said they were going to be net zero, and I'm still waiting for evidence on that front that they're going to be net that the whole competition is net zero. Um, I firmly do not believe that they are going to achieve that. Um, and that just adds to the overriding nature of just like, um, yeah, climate wise we're just we're just fucked because clearly you guys don't care like you you happily you happily transplant a world cup into a spot that's just not barely habitable um in december in december <laughs> in november and december um and then build stadiums again 6500 people died and their families are still fighting by the way 
um, to actually get some conversation and everything else and justice in general. Um, so obviously don't forget that. Um, but yeah, just on the climate side, it doesn't make sense like to have the stadiums built <laughs> and then probably not going to be used afterwards. It's just it's just banter. You just you're just making a mockery out of just everything that everything existential that probably matters here. Um, and just for just for a bit of footy, like it just doesn't. Yeah, again, it's bigger. It's bigger than that, but clearly it's not for some reason. But you know, in the words of OJ's, money, 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 money. money. <laughs> all money. I need, all I want. Yeah. All right. On the money talk, we'll finish there, ladies and gentlemen. From the fifth intimate podcast network, uh, this has been Digging Digits. So if you enjoyed this episode, why am I being Australian? I'm Charlie Taylor for Feminist. I haven't been caught of hip hop numbers. Just just come just comes out just comes out of me, Ben. Just uh just feel it. <sighs> just, just, feel just feel it. it. <laughs> it's weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to be you. fair, we're watching we're we're watching Top Boy at the moment. We're rewatching, I'm introducing my partner to mm-hmm. Top Boy mm-hmm. and I said just be ready for a lot of me saying tings. I'm going to start saying ting all the time. And I'll draw the line at some of the other slang. I'm not going to use that. I'm going to just calm myself. But yeah, man, it takes tings a lot. And I'm going to be like sucking my teeth a lot. It's just what I do. Like, I can't help it. It's such a great expression. It's It tells you so much with so little. It's brilliant. I'm just going to be doing it a lot. It's glorious. It is glorious. It's glorious. Just be like, where's the fucking food? Uh, I hope you all have a good week. Always try to do the same. Until next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is piece and video games by Bonus Points. It's a chill music for the Billy to use. Socials for the Fifth Element, Hip Hop by Numbers, Bonus Points and Chill Music will be in the full show notes as well as the names of projects reviewed wherever you're listening. This has been a Fifth Element Podcast and production. Thanks for spending time with us. We'll just see you next time on Digging in the Digits.